Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon! Sandy! Hi! Hi, how are you? (laughs) I am great. I'm so excited that we're talking about what we're talking about today, which is powerful communication. Because I've been thinking recently about the myriad number of ways that communication can go haywire. I'm thinking specifically of a topic that my husband and I used to talk about when we first got married. He brought over a slew of animals to my house when he moved in here, including five or six chickens. And he needed to build (laughs) the chicken coop. And he asked me one time, like, where would you like the chicken coop in the backyard? And I distinctly remember saying, anywhere but right outside our bedroom window, because I didn't want to look at it all the time. And so where did he build the chicken coop? Right outside our bedroom window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) There was a miscommunication there. (laughs) And that's so funny because that to me sounded so clear. Like it couldn't get any clearer except for me to say where I did want it, which I didn't have a preference except for the one place I didn't want it. So what I learned was (laughs) he processes the information at the beginning of a sentence. Like if I want to say something that's important, I need to put the information in the first half because by the time I get to the second half, he's unraveling the first half. He heard outside the bedroom window. He didn't get the first half of the sentence. Right. (laughs) Anyway. Right. So I've been thinking a lot about that because I'm a communication major. That's what my college degree is in. (laughs) And the one thing they always taught us when we would say, what are we going to do with this in our professional life? They would say, well, just tell your prospective employer that you understand misunderstanding, which Ah. I do, but that doesn't often help me get out of whatever the problem is. So this is a really good topic for me. (laughs) Well, and I think it's also important to understand that people hear on different levels. And there are some folks, my husband is just like yours, who miss the first part of the sentence. We can listen to some friends who are talking about they went on a trip to Mexico. And they'll say, we went to Mexico. And then they'll say, it was Cancun and it was great. And then they'll say, and we did such and such. And He'll get, we went to Mexico, but later when they mention we went to Cancun, he'll say, oh, you went to Cancun? It's like, yeah, they said that. But he was still processing the first part Mm -hmm. and not listening to the rest. Which is important when you're communicating with him. Yes, absolutely. I understand that I have to say the most important part first, because that's what he's going to hear. And what comes right after it, he may miss just because he's still thinking about what I just said, just like your husband did with the chicken coop. (laughs) So (laughs) communication, boy, it is a trick. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And when it works, it's fabulous. (laughs) But so many people struggle with communication. And communication is defined 
as the act or process of using words, sounds, signs, or behaviors to express or exchange thoughts, feelings, information, or ideas. And that sounds pretty simple, really, but it's not. No, it can go wrong in so many ways. Indeed, definitely. And what's important for all of us to understand is that there are two huge separate parts to communicating. The first is speaking, like you just shared with your situation with your husband, that it's using your voice to convey information or thoughts or feelings. And speaking is important, but what's really vital is being aware of your nonverbal communication. Nonverbal is what you do with your body. Are you making eye contact? Are you distracted by something else? What's your tone of voice? What is your body posture? What are you doing with your hands? All those things make a huge difference Mm -hmm. in how whatever you're saying is received. My husband will say, when we're having an intense conversation, and I think (laughs) I'm just relaying information, like this is how I feel, I'm frequently more intense than I think I am. And he'll say, Mm -hmm. listen to your tone. And I'll be like, what's wrong with my tone? And he'll say, watch the dog. Because if I get too intense, the dog will slink away. Uh And I hate Whoa. I hate it because it means Because <laughs> he's right. Yeah, he's right. But in my mind, it feels like I'm being authentic. I'm not yelling. I'm not screaming. I'm just saying, hey, yes. this is how I feel. And he's like, yeah, I get that's how you feel. But can you ratchet down the emotion in your voice a little bit? Because if it's affecting the dog this way, look at what it might be doing to me. And I'm like, ah. Because <laughs> he's right. And it's just, it's, it's a horrible illustration of how that nonverbal stuff can affect the entire feel of a house. Oh, exactly. And if you want to communicate, it is vital to pay attention to what you're doing. If you've got your arms crossed over your Mm -hmm. chest, that's a barrier that says, I'm not with you here in this conversation. Mm -hmm. If your eyes are on your phone or you're looking across the room or you're watching somebody come in the door, that says to whoever you're talking to, I'm not with you. And it's so important. All those little things, the eye contact and the tone of voice, like you said, and your body posture. Well, I know we're all aware that if you see somebody walking down the street and they're shuffling and they've got their head down and they're just sort of staring at the ground and that conveys a whole lot of unhappiness and desperation. If you see somebody stand tall and walk with their head up and look straight ahead and move with purpose, that conveys that something else, and it conveys that that person is in control and powerful in his or her own world, and it lets the world know and lets the person doing it know that they are moving ahead. Mm -hmm. It's convoluted because... What you're broadcasting with your nonverbal communication may not be what you're actually feeling, but that doesn't mean it doesn't affect 
the people around you anyway. So if I'm sitting in the house yes. with, you know, my legs crossed and my arms crossed and my head down, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm angry or depressed or sad. It may just mean that in our house more often than not, I'm probably <laughs> cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. But what I'm broadcasting to my family is that I don't want to talk to you. I'm in my own little world. There's maybe something going on. I could be upset with you, you know, all that stuff. So when they'll ask me, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? They're like, well, you look like you're not okay. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm just freezing. I should probably go put on a sweatshirt. You know? <laughs> yeah, I need a blanket. <laughs> mm -hmm. So absolutely. And if we're just sitting there by ourselves, we're not thinking about what our body language is, but it's coming across to anybody that comes in the room and maybe the dog. No, nope. yeah. Critters are very sensitive to that kind of thing. So we have to be aware of what we do non verbally, of everything we do. Anytime there is another person or critter that we're interacting with, they're going to be aware of our nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to what you do with your body. You know, this is a conversation that females probably have, I would guess, sooner than males do in their life. Just because I remember as a preteen having the conversation with you and dad about how I present myself right. out in the world to keep myself safe. Mm -hmm. And it was just what you were right. talking about. Walk with purpose, walk with your head up, look people in the eye, swing your arms, look like you are aware of yourself and your surroundings. Because as women, right. when we're out in the world, we're vulnerable. And how you present yourself matters. There very definitely is a posture that is associated with victims. Yes, so absolutely. We talk about this a lot. I don't know that that's a conversation that goes on in households with male children. It may be, but I think that's something that women are maybe a little bit more aware of out in the world than guys are. Right. There, there's a lot of things that you do with your body that convey power and that you're in control and that nobody better mess with you because you've got it handled. And yes, you're absolutely right, Shan, that for women especially, that is a very important safety thing mm -hmm. to pay attention to how you move and what you do with your body, with your eyes, and when you're talking, with your tone of voice. Mm -hmm. It's not even about the words, it's just the tone. So there's so much more to communication than what you say and what you present. There's also what you don't say and let somebody else to say. I think listening as a skill has disappeared to some degree. Yes. Well, I think communication is disappearing. I was saddened to see that in some elementary school classes or junior high classes, they are giving students little hand toys or something to play with when the teacher's talking so that they'll be busy. And I'm thinking, my gosh, what about looking at the teacher and paying attention to what's being said? Mm-hmm. 
that's not even being taught anymore. And then, of course, there's the cell phones and all the technology, and we don't talk to each other. We text or we email or we do all those other things. And just hearing somebody's voice is getting more and more rare, Mm -hmm. which confuses communication. Back to speaking, I've been in meetings where somebody, usually a woman, we're having a discussion about something with men and women in the room, and a woman wants to say something, so she tentatively raises her hand and waits for somebody to say, oh, you want to say something? But what the men do is they speak up and If you want to be taken seriously and respected, you have to speak up. Or another thing I've heard a lot of people do is minimize what they're going to say. They raise their hand and somebody will acknowledge them. And then they'll say, well, this may not really be right, but... And then they share their thought. Mm -hmm. Don't tell everybody what you're saying is wrong before you even say it. Mm -hmm. That drives me nuts. Because there again, our podcast is all about personal power, and those people are just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. I work in sales for part of my my job, and we write a whole lot of emails to people. And when you're doing sales emails, I imagine it's different depending on the industry you're in, but I've kind of had to learn how to write the way we write in our business, which is very... Mm-hmm passive and supportive. Instead of just saying, is that a good plan? We'll say, does that sound Mm -hmm. like it maybe might work for you? You know, it's very gentle. It's very, and it's because we don't want to do high pressure sales, but we do want to keep the communication going. And so the emails are very friendly, very supportive, very whatever works for you, you know? That's not how I talk in my real life at all. (laughs) I'm very direct (laughs) to the point of it being off-putting. And I've, I've come to realize that after learning how to write like this. And so the way the message is delivered, it's very much watered down and soft. And just by adding a few mm-hmm. of those maybes and just, there's a whole lot of, I just wanted to check in, you know, which makes it sound like right very gentle, you know, and uh-huh. that's not, that's not how I talk in real life. But it makes a difference. It does very much so. If I wrote those emails the way I talk in real life, nobody would want to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's something to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just believe in being direct. And that frequently comes across as like, I'm trying to alleviate misunderstanding. And I think sometimes that comes Uh across as really aggressive. Yeah, it depends on who you're talking to and what you're talking about and what the mood and the emotions around the conversation are. But it's important to know how to be gentle in your conversation. And also words, like you said about just, the words you choose to use are very important in how your message is received. Mm -hmm. There's often confusion because... English is a great language, but it's very complicated and very difficult. And we have a lot of words that sound the same and mean subtly different things. The word love, oh my goodness, there are so many meanings to the word love. I mean, you love your husband, you love your dog, you love your house, you love your car, so many. And it's important that when we talk to somebody 
we clarify <laughs> at some point if it's a serious conversation. You say, I just want to make sure that you're getting what I'm trying to say because sometimes I don't say it right. Mm-hmm. You can own it like that. And then, so please tell me what you heard because often what they heard was not at all what you intended. Mm-hmm. And a very good communication skill is to just clarify that's so important to do when you're speaking. I was having a conversation with my husband the other day. We have a very, very old cat, ancient cat, very mm. sweet, older than God's dog, so old. And she <laughs> having trouble with the litter box getting to it. And I was saying, oh. hey, we're having an issue in the room with the litter box. Can you help? Because he knows about animals more than I do. And right. a day or two later, he got back to me and said, well, he didn't get back to me. He lives here. <laughs> but he, he brought up the topic again <laughs> and was like, so I've thought about it and I'll give the cat away. <laughs> and I was like, what? whoa, that's not the solution. <laughs> yeah, he said, well, you're having this problem with the cat. And I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't suggesting we get rid of her. I was just asking for help dealing with the problem, you know? And somewhere in there, he heard, I don't want to deal with this. Let's get rid of her. (laughs) And I was saying, no, I don't want to deal with this. Can you help me? (laughs) Yeah. Frequently, he'll take it all the way to the extreme. Yeah. And it's great he came back and said what he thought so you could clarify that and say, wait a minute, no, no, she's part of the family. She lives here. We just want to figure out how to deal with this issue. Right. Instead of coming home to a house with no cat. But it's the clarification. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about what's involved in active listening. Oh, that's so important. Listening is the other part of communication. And Body language is a huge part of that. The eye contact, put your phone away. Don't just put it on the table. Put it away. When somebody walks in the door, look at the person that's talking to you. Pay attention to them. That's huge. And then acknowledge what you're hearing. Like it would have been good for your husband to say, I'm hearing you want to get rid of the cat. And you would at that point said no, but he had to go away and think about it and then come back. His listening was different than what you needed in that conversation. So if you're talking to somebody and you're at all vague about what they're saying, clarify it. Just say, so let me feed this back to you. Is this what you mean? And then rephrase it. Don't just use their words Mm -hmm. because they'll go, yeah, that's what I said. So rephrase it into what you interpreted it to mean and then respond with that. And then it's always good to ask follow-up questions like we're having trouble with the cat. Do you want to get rid of it? Do you want to just figure out what to do with it? What are your thoughts? Asking what are your thoughts is a really good thing. That's not a bad idea, regardless of what conversation you're in, especially if some type of action is needed or if the conversation is about the way somebody feels. Because you may think you understand what that person said, but you may have missed the point entirely. Yes, exactly. My husband has several friends with the same name, same first name, Mm -hmm. and he'll come home and start talking about something with this one person 
this name and I'll think he's talking about one person and really he's talking about the other and we'll get halfway through and I'll say, wait a minute, which one are we talking about? And he'll go, this person. And I'll go, oh, I thought it was that one. <laughs> Little things like that. You have to clarify or you walk away thinking one thing that isn't at all what was intended. Mm-hmm. So that's listening. Our kiddo will do that a lot when she talks about her friends at school. And she'll say, mm. oh, so-and-so did this today and yada, yada. And we're still trying to figure out who so-and-so is. And I I remember being her age, being a teenager and talking like that with you and dad saying, oh, this is what happened or so-and-so said something and it hurt my feelings or this person and this person and this person reacted this way in class. Just expecting you to know who these people are and you don't have any (laughs) idea. And I'm sure at first you're like, oh, that's the only time we'll ever hear about this person. But then when it becomes a regular thing, you're like, now, wait a minute, who are these people? I don't know who these people are. I can't fully process what you just told me until I know who these people are and how they relate to you. Yes. More clarification. Just a communication (laughs) skill. (laughs) (laughs) To be able to track with somebody, be there with them completely, and clarify as you go along. Mm-hmm. Respond to what you heard and make sure that you guys are on the same page the whole way, like with you and your husband and the cat. No, I don't want to get rid of the cat. I just want to deal with the incontinence issue. Right. This is one of those things that I knew because of my degree, but that I've really started to put into practice in my life just recently. And that is that in any communication between two people, there are six people involved. And that's who you are, who they are, who you think you are, and who they think they are, and who you think they think they are and who they think you think you are. (laughs) And that is so much to wrap your brain around. But basically what it means is that how you respond to somebody and how they respond to you, it's affected by so much more than what's actually happening in that moment. So when I said to my husband, hey, I'm tired of having to deal with the incontinence issue. What can we do about this? He heard what he was programmed to hear, which is this is somehow your fault. And to fix it. And that comes from long, long ago. Right. That's old stuff from his childhood. But if I'd been thinking about that when I started that conversation with him, I might have started the conversation differently instead of just leading with the problem because... When he hears the problem, he thinks, oh, it's my responsibility. Now I have to fix it. And just maybe coming at it differently and saying, hey, is there something that we can do to make this a little bit easier? That might have alleviated a whole lot of stressing on his part because I'm sure he started grieving about getting rid of the cat. Or you could have started by saying, I'd like to talk about what's going on with the cat. And that way he would have known that you're not saying, I'm tired of this. Let's get rid of it. You just want to talk about the situation. Mm -hmm. Yep. There can be pitfalls all over. So our key points today are pay attention to your body language, both when you're speaking and when you're listening. And body language is everything. Mm -hmm. Eye contact, tone of voice, how you hold yourself, everything. 
because that is the first thing people notice when they see you or when they're interacting with you in any way. Be clear and clarify both when you're speaking and when you're listening. And at the end of the conversation, confirm that what you were saying or what you heard was what was intended and that the other person heard what you were saying or that you got what they were saying in the way they wanted you to get it. Communication, pay attention all the time. Yep. Speaking (laughs) of which, we want you to communicate with us, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem has affected your life or topics you'd like addressed. You can visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com and drop us an email. And until next time, find your power and change your life.